Well, welcome back to our now fourth episode of the Faith Awakens podcast with me, University Chaplain, Father Tom Hennon, and... And uh, student still, uh, Megan Grady. Still Good student. to hear you, Megan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just did my second online lecture, which was fun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you can tell, like, nobody... Nobody really knows how to do uh, this yet, so it's still a learning process, but um, I'm thankful for uh, technology so we can still get something out of class, which is nice. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I think uh, like everybody right now with all of this going on, it's like, it's just a it's just a whole different world and one I'm not quite used to. (laughs) It's going to take everybody some getting used to, I think. And uh, trying to figure out how to continue to do meaningful ministry uh, without human contact is a challenge, to say the least. So, yeah, it's it's really different. And then, of course, um, the university got the uh, the news this week that we would be moving to distance delivery for all classes for the rest rest of the semester. So, not just these last these next two weeks, as was originally planned. So. That, you know, we, I mean, I think we kind of saw that maybe that would be a potential or that would be coming. I was hoping and praying that there'd still be some way we could be back on campus, but eh, it ain't going to happen. So um, I'm kind of bummed, honestly. I'll be very honest. I am, I'm really bummed. Um, it's kind of depressing. So, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm really sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, wanted to see people again, and I'm also especially thinking of, like, seniors. Not that every senior comes by my office before they leave and say, Hey, Father Tom, great to see you, and just wanted to say thanks for all you've done, and da-da-da-da-da. But a few do, and I won't have that. You know, maybe a few will when we have other social distancing things relaxed, perhaps. But just to be, you know, to come back from spring break and then be told, Oh, we're going to shut down for two weeks, and then be told that, Nope, it's going to be for the rest of the semester. And it's like... There's no closure. There's no, hey, no. folks, um, yeah, this is rough, but uh, goodbye, and we'll talk to you later and see you in the fall. You know, it, we didn't really have that opportunity. So, yeah, it's it's really strange. How, uh, from a student perspective, are you feeling much the same? Yeah, I, um, I'm i just, like, heartbroken for a lot of my friends that are seniors. Um, yeah. And not diminishing anything with this crisis because it yeah. is, like, we are taking the necessary precautions, but, like, yes. I think a lot of people, especially on social media, are like, why are the seniors, like, complaining? You know, that people are dying, and that is so true. Like, this is a necessary precaution that we have to take. But it doesn't diminish, like, how they're feeling and how, like, people are being canceled. Yeah, it's like their feelings are really valid. And so I think um, I'm I'm heartbroken for my friends that are seniors, especially because it's not like everybody gets that storybook ending with everything, like, with sports and stuff, but – they deserve an ending better than this. So I'm just, it feels like no ending. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. It feels just like, yeah. So I'm really sad about that. and sad about like my friends on the track team that won't get to run a final race, no matter how that race would have gone. They won't get to do that. Um, yeah. And feel like that was their last one. So, um, yeah, I'm just sad. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. describe it. And then I, you know, I, my, my, wheels have been spinning all weekend about like, okay, now that we know that this is the situation, what do we do? And of course, we want to continue to live stream our Wednesday night mass and more to students as we did last week. 
we're talking about do we start to do something for Sunday, and actually I'm talking about maybe doing something with the radio for that through KALA on campus maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, and then, you know, maybe through Instagram, hopefully maybe even starting today, starting to do some daily reflections, much like I would do for a daily homily almost, just kind of talking a little bit about the readings for each day and putting that out through Instagram, you know. But, okay, so we do all of those awesome things that everybody and their brother is also doing right now. And so there's, like, so much online content right now, and there's so many places you can go to see Mass or have it live-streamed and all of those kind of things. And we're we're doing the best we can, but it's still it's not the same, and it's never going to be the same, and it's not going to feel the same. So uh, there's still that pit. So yeah, no, I appreciate what you guys have been doing. Like the um, you guys prayed the rosary was it Thursday? Thing? Yeah, it was Thursday when Pope Francis Live asked the entire that. world to pray the rosary at the same time, which we did. Yeah, so I I tuned into that, and I thought that was really. Awesome. So thank you for doing that. that is, I think everybody everybody appreciates it, especially the regulars. I guess you'd call them at, at yeah. Mass, at Wednesday Night Mass. So. Well, and, you know, for I, I can tell you, too, you know, any suggestions that students have, uh, and this goes out to all who are listening to the podcast, um, any suggestions that students have for things that we can be doing better as campus ministry to support you in this time um, or a content that you would like to see, uh, please let us know and we'll take it into consideration and do what we're able to do because we do want to connect in the ways that we're able to connect even under these very difficult circumstances. So uh, that's a call out to everybody to, to help us to help you better um, get through this time. So one of the things in that uh, that same vein that we wanted to talk about today on our podcast is how do we um, go about all of this uh, without kind of totally avoiding social isolation. I'm not talking about physical coming together, but um, ways to reach out to, to people otherwise, um, but also how to avoid, um, and I'm finding this as a struggle in my own uh, journey right now, is uh, how to avoid spiritual laziness uh, in a time when we should be praying more than ever probably, right? Um, and yeah. also how to maintain just good mental health, because as we've even discussed so far, we're, we're depressed about this. We're bummed about this. We're feeling sad that we won't be able to see our friends and have that closure. So um, so some kind of coping strategies for all of that. And um, so, yeah, the social isolation thing to start off with, well, we've talked about some of these live stream things and doing that, but there's not like a call and response. I mean, I know Lauren here in campus ministry has been um, doing the rosary with a, a group of students every day, I think, and, and she puts them all on, on on her phone there, and there's like four of them or five of them on her phone, and she's showing me, and, and I wave at them and say, hey, how are you doing? Um, so that's pretty cool that we can do those kind of things, um, but still, it's not quite the same, but I suppose it's something. So what do you do in terms of like reaching out to people uh, to avoid that sense yeah. of isolation? Yeah, it's definitely been hard because I feel like, um, especially being in a sport, you're with those people literally every day, yeah. and I live with some of them, so it's hard being away from them. Um, so actually, last night we, um, one of the things that I think a lot of classes are doing are they're live streaming through Zoom, and so mm -hmm. um, uh, we actually uh, are shout out to the uh, girls uh, distance team. Uh, we set up like a zoom a team zoom that we all uh came together and just got to talk for at least like i was on there for about 20 30 minutes uh but it was just nice to see them and talk to them and yeah. uh zoom's kind of fun because you can change the background on okay uh, 
your background so I was like putting in like the Golden Gate Bridge so I'm like oh hey guys I'm in San Francisco you know it was just really it was it was a really fun time um, awesome. so I would recommend people doing that just to yeah. talk to somebody it's important to just talk to people um yeah. in general I think because isolation means pretty much alone I mean you're with your yeah. family but it's nice to see your friends and stuff so I would recommend that yeah a little zoom with friends <laughs> I I probably uh, need to call family more often, obviously, in these times. And um, I've got a huge family, so that takes a while. I have to kind of, you know, figure out which days I'm going to call which siblings. So, um, <laughs> um, but that's, that's important. Yeah. Yep. I know, like, one of the things, and this kind of gets into one of the topics we wanted to get into today, too, is, like, hobbying. One of my, so a group of my friends, I have a number of priest friends and um and one of their brothers, uh, and we have been, I sent you the picture actually last week of before the socialization became even more severe of us playing a role-playing game. Um, so we're planning that. on yeah, that doing amazing. that. We're planning on doing that remotely. Um, so we're, we're planning sometime this week to like call in and we're using an app for that to be able to basically have a, uh, a role-playing session without actually having to share physical space. So, uh, are you going to manipulate that system so you can cheat and win? Well, I know you I love know how, to, I, I know you love to win. I do love to win, but with role playing, it's like a, it's, it's not, it, I win if we win because it's all about, it's a cooperative thing. It's like a, we're a team trying to get these things solved. So the only way I'm thinking about like how you could cheat in a role playing game is sometimes you have to make dice rolls to see if you pass certain tests. And so what if I'm rolling on my end and I actually roll a one on a 20-sided die and I tell everybody, oh, I got a 17, yeah. Hmm, that seems really right. I think I should have passed that test. But maybe through this app, which I'm going to learn more about today, there's actually a way that you can see what other people rolled or there's a, basically a electronic randomizer dice that gives you a number for tests and things like that. So. I don't know. That's We're a really that specific out. example. It seems like you've already done that. No, I have not. Okay. All right. I we'll really have not. That, I guess. I'm just imagining stuff that I'm sure does exist. So we'll find out. But I mean, so we're having, you know, we can have fun and be doing something that kind of takes our mind off things um, and not have to be physically present to each other in that way. So not, again, the same, but we're coping. So, um, what about, uh, yeah, spiritual laziness, this whole topic, like what, what if your prayer practice has been, or what are you doing to try to avoid that? Yeah. Um, I've been trying to, so if you like, remember what I said, like about my Lenten promises, obviously some of that has gone down the drain, but, um, I've been trying to stick with 10 minutes every week. So I've decided to do that through, um, praying the rosary. Every Mm -hmm. Thursday, I'm trying to commit to that. So uh, just committing to something and, like, putting it on a schedule. I think a schedule is super important, Um, maintaining that during this time of e-learning because it's really hard to just open another tab and get distracted. So um, I think putting that on the schedule has really benefited me. What about you? The same way that you're having to be disciplined about your homework and your classwork and all of that kind of stuff and setting times, you can do that for your prayer too. So that skill translates, you know? Um, yeah. So that, that's helpful. I'm sure. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, same thing. It's just in, insisting, trying to insist even more on, like I've been trying to pray the rosary every day and, and make sure that that happens. I mean, I have the great benefit of I'm, I'm a priest. I can say Mass. I have to say it privately, but so I try to say Mass at least privately in my home, and that is really weird, and it's not the way that the Church intends it. Obviously, the Church always intends that there's at least one other person there so that they can make the responses. Um, so it's strange when I say the Lord be with you, and nobody replies. So I always tell people, and it's true, I kind of just, I don't reply to myself. I imagine the angels replying. That's how I say Mass by myself. I say, the Lord be with you. I I give time for the angels to respond and with your spirit, and then I go on. How many Um, angels do you think show up? uh, Millions, all of them. (laughs) They're all there at every Mass. All of heaven is present at every Mass. So they are there. I I truly believe that. So um, yeah. So I so I do that. Um, I don't preach to myself, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but and I do. And, and and of course the act of saying mass, which is of course our our tradition's greatest prayer. Um, I'm you know you are by just by doing that you're connected to all of heaven and earth the the whole world is kind of drawn together um in in that act and so i'm mindful of that um often i'm praying for a specific intention sometimes it's um for a specific person who may have gone through a particular loss recently um or recently i've been offering a lot of masses for a swift end to this pandemic um, or I've offered masses most often, you know, on campus, especially like our Wednesday night mass and our Sunday masses. I've, I've kept up the practice of offering that for especially the students at the university. So you are all in my prayers and you are all in my masses and my intentions and, and that uh, when I celebrate mass, even privately on my dining room table at home. So, uh, but, but there's a spiritual connection that's still there, even if it's imperceptible to us, right? Yeah. So that's that's important. Um, I know, like, we, we are not banned from coming into our offices on campus or anything like that yet. Um, so when I do come over from my house to the office, uh, I know there's that temptation to walk right downstairs, go into my office, boot up my computer, and then get sucked into emails, which are more than ever right now. Um, so I've been trying to fight that temptation by going directly to the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. We have the chapel actually still open for uh, private prayer for students and, and people that are around. We do have signs posted about that there may no, not be more than 10 people present in the chapel at any time, and we've designated areas where we want them to go so that the cleaning staff doesn't have to kind of clean or disinfect those areas every day. So we're trying to kind of funnel people into the two main sections of the chapel and the Blessed Sacrament Chapel area um, and to remain appropriate, you know, distance apart from each other and those those kind of things. But So I've been trying to come into the chapel and basically make right for the tabernacle and uh, spend a, a, a good chunk of time there in prayer doing part of my, my what's called the office of uh, the, 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 the divine office or the, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours, praying office readings and morning prayer at least usually, and then spending some extra time in prayer there before I head down to my office. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and I think um, like people that don't have that access to um, that uh, place to pray, I think Sarah Adams I saw, shout out to Sarah Adams, um, had on Instagram that she had designated a place uh, for her like to pray, like a place yeah. in her house, just a room in her house. That is um, smart. So even if it's not even just a room, like a corner uh, in your bedroom or anything, I think that was a super good idea to well, do. Well, even before all of this, I used to 
you know, encourage people, or and I've heard of people doing that, making basically a a place in their home their prayer space. It could be a chair, maybe they've got a little icon on the wall or a crucifix or something like that, but some place where they can consistently go and sit and pray and feel, you know, that's not your living room in front of your TV, you know. Right. Um, that's, and I think that's important more now than ever to designate some place in your home, in your private space that is kind of your little chapel, your little prayer space, right? So, uh, yeah, that's great. That's a good idea, especially now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about maintaining good mental health and all of this? And, um, you know, I think we're all feeling, uh, I don't know why this word comes back to me now from all of my seminary days, but I'm remembering a, a German word that I learned in seminary. I think it's Weltschmerz. It's like the world pain or the world hurt. You know? So I think everybody is feeling like this massive world hurt right now where our hearts are just aching for everything that's going on right now. And that can be, if you let yourself like go into that, that can be pretty crippling. Um, if you just kind of let that weigh you down and kind of smush you down. So what are some healthy ways to kind of deal with that? Obviously prayer is huge and we've talked about that already, but what are some maybe uh, other ways uh, that you have employed to kind of just deal with, with all of this change? Yeah, yeah I think, um, like even within the past week, I've just been in denial that all this is happening, um, yeah. which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. But well, um, it happened so fast too. Like, yeah, it's seriously, I mean, so fast. Huge amount of change in one week, but it's insane. Um, yeah. But um, so recently, I've been kind of like coming to terms with like everything that's happening, and it's like terrifying to think about because you start thinking about okay, well, if this is being canceled now, what's going to be canceled later? Is this going to postpone this thing? And, like, just thinking in terms of events and, like, what if the illness comes, like, closer to me? And then, like, what if my family gets sick? Like, it's just, like you said, it's it would be crippling to think of all that. Um, so I think just uh, I've been trying to be, like, more in the moment, like, what's happening right now. Um, because it's good to look ahead, but also, like, to, like, think about what's going on right now and what am I going to do right now to, I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. In the, moment, yeah. the stuff that's out of your, that's outside of your control. What can you do exactly. about that anyway, other than worry about it, which isn't all that healthy, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not like escapism totally. It's not like you're not thinking about, or it's not that you're ignoring those kind of possibilities, but you can't, just allow yourself to stew on them forever. It'll just kind of eat you up. So you're right. Exactly. I think it's a good thing. Just like, what do I have to do today? What do I have to do exactly. right now? What is God calling me to do in this particular moment at this particular time in my life, in this particular situation in the world, you know, um, and, and taking it kind of moment to moment, day to day. I think that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with online classes. Like if you start to think about everything else, you're not going to be able to keep up with your classes. So then you're going to be even more stressed because you're not keeping up your classes. So like having like a, even if it's just a mental checklist or I like physical checklists because you can just, the satisfaction of checking off a, yeah. a box is really awesome. Like it's just euphoric. So you've I seen think, my office and seen all of my little post-it notes that I make to myself. Exactly. All over. Yes. I have really tried to our, go digital with that and make the digital post-it notes, but there's not nearly not the same amount of satisfaction 
It's I was not deleting one of those. Yeah, I like crumpling up those little pieces of paper and throwing them in the garbage. Me like, too. That's done. That's done. Or, like you say, checking a box on a list that you've made and, or crossing a line through something. There's something, like, definitive about that. So, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I hear you. I hear you. What about like other activities? For example, I know you're a big runner, so I imagine running is a is a help in this time. I hope. Yes, um, actually, right now we're on our two week uh, in between season break, um, which okay. is driving me insane. Um, because when I go when I go without running for at least like a, two days, I think I started feeling it. I get like my body hurts from not like uh-huh. it's all cramping up because it's not. Yeah. doing anything um so that's i've never hard. had so that problem I, yeah well <laughs> i don't recommend it um okay so but, note to self don't get you know don't try to run so much that you miss it <laughs> right exactly i guess i guess that would be one strategy i don't know if it should be your yeah. strategy yeah um but um like uh, yeah, no, I totally recommend running during this time, especially because it's a good social distancing activity. Yeah. You don't have to have people with you. Nope. Um, if you do start running, um, don't sprint your first run. I feel like that's what people do. And then they're like, oh, I hate running. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't yeah. sprint every run. Um, no. It's just going to like, it's it's going to hurt the first time. I think Father Time, you can attest to this, especially because like you've like, started running too um mm-hmm. more often um it's gonna hurt the first couple of times that you do it yeah and you're probably not gonna want to do it it's gonna be really hard to get out the door but once you once you get out the door it's like it's super i did actually go for a run on saturday and it was good i was pretty pokey i was off my normal pace because my watch tells me how fast i'm going but it was fine yeah it was fine and it was a nice day out and i'm glad i always tell people i like having run I don't particularly like running. I like the. I like. I've never come back from a run and thought, "Oh, I wish I hadn't done that." I always come back from a run thinking, "I'm glad I did that," and I feel good. Yeah. Um, in the moment, as I'm running, I'm not usually like, "Oh, it's so wonderful out here," and isn't this great? I'm just like, "Okay, just get me to the next, <laughs> to the next tree, to the next car, whatever it is." You know, I'm constantly putting these little goals in front of myself, much like we're having to do in general. I think with this, all this going on, just put that next goal in front of you a little bit. But um, no, I'm glad I did it. And I do, I actually do miss it when I'm not, when it's been a really long time between runs. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to try to run two to three times a week. Usually I'm running like three miles each time. That's about my max. Um, and yeah. that's all I care to do, frankly. So um, I think yeah. like five or six miles, but, but I mean, yeah. like, it's just whatever you want to do. If you want to, like, I know people that just do two miles or even yeah. a mile, like, it's whatever you want, but I would I think, tell myself um, any run is better than no run. Exactly. And that's a slow a run is better than point. no run. Exactly. You don't but have to sprint. Sprinting is hard. yourself out the door. No, I never sprint. So. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think you can, even if people are like, well, I don't want to be trapped with my own thoughts for that long. Cause it is, it's a long time to just be by yourself, which I think is beneficial. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to do that, um, I like to listen to podcasts. You can listen to this podcast. Yeah. Your run. But, um, yeah, I like to listen to music or listen to podcasts. It kind of, see, I like, the I don't like having anything in my ears or any music or wow. anything going. I, I don't mind the, the half hour or so of isolation running. That's enough for me to concentrate on. So I don't know. Maybe I should try it the other way and see if I like that better, but 
yeah. I mean, I do both too. So still switch off. Uh, yeah, what about other I mean, hobbies? Yeah, other than running, uh, because I'm not running right now, but soon on I think Sunday I get to start running again, so I'm excited about that. But um, I've been doing cross stitch. Uh, I don't know cool. if you know what cross stitch is. It's like kind of like embroidery. Yeah. Um, so uh, I started doing that when I was younger because I remember my grandma like got all the grandkids together and they taught. Uh, she taught everybody how to embroider, or no, yeah. not embroider. Um, uh, to crochet. And mm-hmm. I was the only kid that couldn't learn how to crochet. Like literally everyone, every one of my cousins learned, like got it, picked it up really quickly. And I was the only one left that couldn't do it. Aww. So then I started doing cross stitch more. Um, so I, it was so, it was embarrassing. <laughs> like she was trying to teach me and I was like, I can't do it. Um, so I picked up cross stitching and I've gotten, I think pretty good at that. Um, I put out a thing on my Instagram to, uh, uh, ask people what I should, what I should do. Cause I was running out of ideas. So I've got a list of projects that I've been checking out off. So that's been really fun. That's cool. But yeah. yeah. I yeah. have a feeling like with all of this um, going on, there's going to be more people that are doing more crafty kind of things like that or picking those skills yeah. up again or learning them maybe for the first time, which is kind of a cool thing to think about. I think, yeah, I think this is a good time if people have, like, a list of things they've always wanted to learn. I feel like this is, like, peak time for you to do that, as long as it doesn't involve, like, going out. Especially because on the Internet you can learn how to do so much now. You just, how do I do this? And there will be 18 videos that pop up to tell you exactly how to do this. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? What have you been doing? Well, not a whole lot lately, but one of the things I need to get back into, so – Again, with the same group of friends, we've played all sorts of different board games, but we've also played various, like, tabletop games that require, like, little miniatures, and those require painting, and so I've got a bunch of those to paint. Um, So we play, uh, some of us play a game called Star Wars Legion, so there's little miniature soldiers. Yes, I'm playing with toys. I'm a 41-year-old playing with toys. (laughs) Get over it. Um, So... We paint up our little miniatures, and I'm not that – I actually am not that bad at it. I'm just not that patient with myself at it, and I'm also yeah. a little bit too much of a perfectionist with it that I I would I would rather leave it unfinished than have it be imperfect, and I need to get over that. But some of my buddies are really, really good at this, and they've been doing this for years, and they can paint just stuff that is just beautiful. They do shading and light effects and all of this kind of stuff on these tiny little miniatures wow. with a tiny little brush, and they're they're beautiful, you know. And I've painted some. I've done in the past. I've done some, but I've got a whole bunch of stuff like that. That um, this would be a great time for me to to start painting again. Um, so I've got the stuff for Star Wars Legion. I want to get painted up. I I played before all of this happened. Oh gosh, that was back in December or January. I I played in a uh, a tournament for a game called Guild Ball, which involves these little uh, miniatures again. And Guild Ball is like a mix between soccer and um, I don't know, a brawl, but basically you have a team um, and they face off against another team and you're trying to, like soccer, score a goal um, or beat up the other team. Um, those are how you get points in this game. And so I have my guild ball team uh, ready to, to paint up and I need to get that done too. So this would be a great time for me to sit down and get my paints out, get my brushes out yeah. and um, get that paint and all those things. And then when all of this is over and we can be in physical space again, then I, I will have a painted group to bring to my games and won't be embarrassed to say, oh, here's my lame guys that are still unprimed, unpainted, just put on their 
to their bases. So you can roll yeah. up with a fresh painted fleet. That's what you'll be rolling it, up. It does with. bring something to the game. That's for sure. It does. So that's something I want to do more of. Um, I'm in my fourth semester of piano lessons, and those are continuing via FaceTime with my piano teacher. Um, so that's cool. And I have a yeah, piano. Yeah, get out of that. Yeah. Um, so uh, actually, I think I'm gonna. Last week, I just had to record the pieces I was working on and then send them to her. And that was okay, except that it took me like a hundred takes to get one that I kind of liked. Again, the perfectionism thing getting to me. Um, so this will be better because it'll just be live, and I'm going to make mistakes just like I would in a lesson, and big deal. Um, that's why it's a lesson, not a recital. Um, so, I, but I have my piano at home, and I can continue to practice that, and I've been enjoying that. So that's my other hobby, I guess, right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All sorts of good things to do to distract yourself in a healthy way, hopefully. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, any just any other uh, big big tips? No, just stay busy. Everyone just stay, stay busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do your homework. <laughs> do your homework and, and do your cross-stitch and practice your piano and paint up your miniatures. Paint your miniatures. <laughs> yep. And um you know, do your online role playing. There you go. Exactly. I'm thinking of like people that are really into video games and uh multiplayer online games and stuff like that. They're like, What's the big deal? you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. This is this is what they've been doing for a long time anyhow, so no problem. I've never been a, I've never been a huge video game person. Um, so that, that's kind of a foreign world to me a little bit, I will admit. But No, my my cousin, my younger cousin is super into video games. Um, he tried to teach me, like, I think it's called Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. And he yeah. tried to teach me that, and I just can't. I can't do it. But um, he's, like, yeah, he's thriving right now. Just in the, the other problem with a game like that is, like, Again, like the moral part of me is like, I don't want to take that person's car. Exactly. The game is exactly. called Grand Theft Auto. Like you get points <laughs> for doing bad stuff. Like, nah, I can't do it. No, so. there's a video that in Fortnite. There's a video that um, I used to watch with the kids that I babysat, and it's like um, I don't know if you've heard of John Green, but he's um, he's an author, but he has a YouTube channel. He does like Crash Course and stuff. I don't know if you okay. heard of that, um, but he. He has a YouTube channel where he plays uh, Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto as like a pacifist. <laughs> like, kind of. <laughs> That's he tries awesome. to win it. I'll send you the link. Um, okay. But it's it's like it's called John Green is a Fortnite pacifist. If anyone wants to uh, watch it, but they're really funny because he I tries to get behind he that. Tries, he tries to just not like he he doesn't want to shoot first. That's his motto. Okay. Um. So, but he will I shoot that's back. Really that's funny. not quite a pacifist. <laughs> I mean, not really. Um, he doesn't. He, he makes it pretty far without shooting at all. Okay. So I think it's yeah. So I recommend watching that if you're bored. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right, Meg. Well, we better wrap it up for this week. But we will um, for all of our faithful listeners, uh, whoever that is. <laughs> Uh, we will continue to record these podcasts. Uh, we're going to try to put them out um, rec- recording on Mondays and drop them either on Mondays or sometime during the week, probably with the Campus Ministry Bulletin that we still plan to put out on Thursday. Uh, yeah. But let's be praying for each other, helping each other through this time, reaching out in the ways that we can appropriately, and uh, uh, nourishing ourselves physically, spiritually, 
emotionally, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, yeah, keep the faith. Yeah, well, yeah, may the may the faith be with you and with your spirit, Meg. <laughs> Take it easy. See you next week. Bye. Yep, bye bye. <laughs>